I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, welcome to our Unfeatured Articles ASMR. Uh, I'm James Kier. I'm Anna Flannery. Why don't I don't get a little bit? Why don't I get this face? ASMR. It's called ASMR for a reason. You gotta be quiet. Um, and this is Unfeatured Articles. Hello and welcome to Unfeatured Articles, the smoothest, sexiest podcast in your feed. Each week uh, we go into all the weirdest and the wackiest and the most obscure of Wikipedia. We dredge up all of those articles and talk about them. I'm your host, James Keir, and joining me, as always, is uh, the fearless Hannah Flannery. Hello! And the wonderful Curtis Lang. Oh, thank you. It's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Yes, well, you deserve it. Thank you. You are a wonderful boy. Hey, guys. Um, today, I am behind the desk, yeah. and I've got control of the soundboard. <laughs> Too much? A little, yeah. just a little bit. Okay. But that's good because we get it all out now. Yeah, cool. So that we turn it down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. you. Uh, we just kind ye of. Ye of little faith. Expecting like just little, gonna hope that little to know. Just going to hope that access to the soundboard. Yeah. I'm so glad that yeah, I'm going to lose my hearing so oh, early great. in life. Exactly. It's Absolutely. good. Um, Hannah. Do you have an article? I have an article. No, wait, wait. What do we do? On the, I'm sorry I distracted oh, us all. You. But no, you do Wikipedia. To? Okay, okay. We're going to Wikipedia. Yeah. There's a site called wikipedia.org. Oh. And we go in there and we, yeah. and we, um, and sometimes we do a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Sometimes ASMR. we do a little bit of ASMR. ASMR. A little bit of ASMR. No, no, your article. My article. No, we no, can talk, we can talk normal now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got a good one. Every word of this article is golden. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Dinosaur erotica. Yes. That's the, no, you've ruined it. You've ruined <laughs> okay, it. Try it again, try it again. Dinosaur erotica. All right. All right, okay. That's like uh, The meteor rocks. hitting yeah. the earth. All right, you want one more try? Dinosaur erotica. <laughs> all right, all right. I didn't right, do it because I feel like it was the basic Curtis. choice. Wow, thank I you so much. I'll take it. I'll yeah. take it. All right, dinosaur erotica, part of the larger genre of monster erotica, is oh. a subgenre of erotic literature that involves sexual encounters between humans and dinosaurs. Oh, <gasps> it's humans. Don't it's you take this gorgeous article away yeah. from me. Don't you dare. We diminish it. We, every every sound diminishes the effect of this. Exactly. That's exactly what happens when you play more sounds. Works include titles such as Taken by the T-Rex, Ravished by t- Triceratops, <gasps> and A Billionaire Dinosaur Forced to be Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask, before we continue going? Yes. Uh, is any of this uh, involved with a man named Chuck Tingle? I think so. Wait, hang on. Oh. Yes, yes, it is. Okay, it good. All right. I'm, I'm in the so, right. I'm in the right. I'd, I'd love to have a little conversation about why you know about this later oh, on, mate. if that's all right, mate. But, um, the lord of, of erotica, Chuck Tingle, and his fantastic uh, 
beautiful uh, Amazon ebooks uh, are well documented. <laughs> so please, please. Works of dinosaur erotica tend to be self-published short stories and often focus, focus on common themes such as prehistoric female hunters who save their tribes from threatening male dinosaurs by having sex with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. According to Professor Clarissa Smith of the University, University of Sunderland, who co-edits the journal Porn Studies, dinosaur erotica is essentially an appeal to sexual fantasies. Quote, the idea of having sex with a dinosaur is outside the realms of possibility. It's a bit like magic where all the rules become suspended. And for that reason, we may well allow for kinds of imaginative risk-taking impossible in more standard couplings. I love that I had to hear this professor say that dinosaur sex is like magic. That's very good. She's, she... It's actually one of the skills that Link acquires in Breath of the Wild. Doesn't say what she's a professor in, so That's I can right. only assume it's uh, in dinosaur, dinosaur porn. porn. Strictly dinosaur porn. Noted authors of the dinosaur erotica include Christy Sims, Lara Branwen, Pippa Pout, Chuck Tingle, there he is, and Hunter Fox. There's so much more than I expect. There's so many more authors of this yeah. content than I expect there to be. And squads like the, the, squad the, Avenge, the Avengers the of Avengers. dinosaur porn. Big names. Yeah. My goodness. The genre was pioneered by Sims and Brownman, who were at uh, Texas A&M, A&M University together. Um, Sims author biography claims that while my, quote, while my outward tastes are relatively simple, my inner thoughts are filled with lusty, <laughs> filled with lusty thoughts of big, strong, powerful monsters having their way with beautiful maidens, mm-hmm. end quote. End quote. Her co-author, Alara Branwin, describes their source of inspiration in rather more mundane terms. She was working in a supermarket to help pay her bills when a co-worker mentioned how people were publishing fiction online and suggested that she should try writing erotica. After researching what sold well, she decided to experiment with the subgenre of monster erotica. Her first story, Doing the Dragon, which <laughs> involved a dragon having sex with a human girl, uh-huh. was a success and she was soon earning so much money that she quit her supermarket job, went part-time at college <laughs> so she could focus full-time on writing erotica. Oh, wow. She came at it strictly from the money point yeah. of view, which yep. is not how I would have expected. No. Like, surely they'd do it for the passion of it. Surely. But, One uh, day, thinking about the movie Jurassic Park, she pictured having, quote, pictured having dinosaurs having their way with women. I died laughing. I was about to dismiss these thoughts as the working of my freaky mind, but then had an epiphany. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> crazy. I'm so messed up. Oh, my God. Um, other other subgenres that the two uh, have tackled, dragon beast erotica, centaur mm-hmm. erotica, and dinosaur beast mating erotica. Yep. Yummy. It's the whole spread. Yeah. Everyone's there. While Sims and Brenwin's titles focus on heterosexual sex, um, gay dinosaur erotica also exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the <laughs> like Guardians, the billionaire who got forced to be gay. Yeah. That's the, the, yeah. The Guardian's com- columnist Damien Walter has published a review of Hunter Fox's short story, A Billionaire Dinosaur Forced Me Gay. Good. <laughs> the review comments that the book has no intrinsic redeeming quality. <laughs> it is horribly written, morally questionable, oh, and no. even in even the sex in it seems like an afterthought. <laughs> it's the Kardashian Kardashian of crappy erotica. Um, nonetheless, its mere success gives it meaning and appeal. The title alone is delightful, tapping into deep-seated cynicism about post Fifty Shades erotica in today's publishing in- industry. Yep. Incredible. That's it. Oh, it's so beautiful. Dinosaur erotica. Dinosaur erotica. Oh I love God. it. I I have 
um, now just like a full backlog of, of yeah. stuff that I didn't even know existed. James has just added a couple of books to his to read to file. my Kindle. Yeah, just kind of get <laughs> billionaire up on dinosaur there. forced to me gay. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, uh, Curtis! Before we started, did you you looked like you have a button to push? No, I'll do it at the t- when oh, the time okay. is right. I'm just I'm prepping. Yeah, um, he's got his finger over like the big red button in yeah. every like war film. Yeah. <laughs> um, tread tread softly, James. Before. We started recording this one. Mm. You were like, you you kind of warned us about your article this week. Yeah, uh, about what is it like yeah. disgusting or scary or what is it? I've decided not to do that one because I didn't get oh. the tone of the episode suited it. No, no, it's well. I mean, oh, have I ruined it with the dinosaur erotica? It was dinosaur erotica. No. Hey, James. Yeah, I've decided it's not the right time to do this article oh, because okay. um, I just think this is a family friendly podcast. Sometimes in some episodes, we just have to choose. What articles we're going to do and what articles we're not going to do. And that's why I think you guys are my golden girls. <laughs> he didn't hear a word of my article. He's been trying to yeah. set up this joke for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> it took me longer than I'm proud of. Mm. Mm. Good. Worth it. Thank you. I'm glad it worked out in your favor. Yes, sir. This goes Is for this? 42 seconds, yeah, so we're writing this say. one out. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Then I got, no, in all honesty, though, how good would us as uh, what's oh, done as the Golden Girls be? It'd be great. Can I be Betty White? Yeah, God, you can. Cool. Can yeah. I be the other one? Yes. See, that's the thing is, I don't know any other Golden yeah, Girls they, other than Betty White, never, so yeah. I kind of swooped in there. I um, I don't want to. Like, <laughs> what if we were the Golden Girls? Don't do it all along. Don't do it again. Oh. Oh. I thought you were going to do the full song. Of- no. No. Will you bring that down right bring now? Bring that down, young man. Young man. Thank you. Hey guys. <laughs> Can we replace the theme song of our show with the Golden Girls? I would love that. Legally? Yeah. Legally? I, legally, probably not. Uh, if we speak over it, sure. Surely. It's fake. It's fake. Um, anyway, I will do my article yes, now. Yes, please. Okay, uh, please. But I've changed it. I'll do the I'll do the fucked one next week because right. um, it's probably fucked. Just a little teaser for you all. Um, so I'm going to do an article which is about um, the most ridiculous sentence in the English language Ooh. and is proof of how stupid, how versatile, mm. but mm. how stupid and needless the English language is. Sure. So, and this is an actual sentence that makes grammatical uh, punctuation and spelling sense. Like it's all proper English. Yeah. All right. James Wall John had, 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 had a better effect on the teacher. Mm. Yep. I feel like I just had a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually, uh, he only said had once and we just had a glitch yeah. in the, uh, in the audio of the podcast. Okay. So it's got the proper inflections here that I'm meant to use. Okay. James, while John had, 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 had a better effect on the teacher. Okay. You, uh, yeah. Had. I got nothing. Okay. Yes. So yep. we're going to, by the end of Let's this article, this down. we're yeah. going to know how to say this sentence properly uh-huh. and what it fucking means. Sure. Because at the homework, moment, I've got no idea. It's not homework. We're here. We're at work. Um, calling this work is a fucking stretch of the word. But um, James, while John had 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 a better effect on the teacher, is an English sentence used to demonstrate lexical ambiguity and the, necessi- the necessity of punctuation, which serves as a substitute for the intonation, stress, and pauses found in speech. 
Okay. okay. So I was wrong. There is no punctuation in the sentence. Oh, but it is used as, it, but it, it's still, it's still proper English. Flex. But it is like, yeah, it is used as a demonstration why punctuation is needed so that we don't have to do these like yep. weird kind of. Yeah. Can I get a, a numerical count of how many hads are in Yeah, there? how many hads? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven. Eleven hads. Eleven hads. I would argue that's too many. Yeah. Eleven hads. But I believe as we're going to get down to later, two of them are actually had had. Had had as in had had. Sing some, apparently, word, had apparently, had had? Ha, I think had had might be something. Oh, okay. Oh, like, oh I see. Oh, had had. Sure. Kind but, of in the way that like, you know, like buffalo, 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 buffalo. Yeah. That, like, that was the other one of this that oh, I was yeah. tempted to do. But yeah. um, this one made me giggle. Also, it's got your name in it. It does. Um, in human it? information processing research, the sentence has been used to show how readers depend on punctuation to give sentences meaning. Don't drink my Coke, Hannah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Especially out. in the context of scanning across lines of text, you can you can have a sip if you want. Okay. Um, the sentence is sometimes presented as a puzzle where the solver must add the punctuation. Ah, yeah. Sure. It refers to two students, James and John. Yeah. Required by an English teacher to test by an English test, sorry, to describe a man who has suffered from a cold in the past. John writes the man had a cold, which the teacher marks incorrect, while James writes the man had had a cold. Since James' answer was right, it had a better effect on the teacher. Oh, so James, so John's had oh. had 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 a better effect on the teacher. Okay, quotation yeah. yep. marks. The sentence is much easier to understand without a punctuation and emphasis. So James, while John had 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 a much better effect on the teacher. Yeah, still sounds like I'm having a fucking yeah. stroke. So James had 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 while, but while James had 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 John's. Had, had 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 a better f- effect on the teacher. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I get it. In I each of the it. five had had word pairs in the above sentence, the first of the pair is the past p- perfect form. The italicized instances denote emphasis of intonation, focusing on the differences in the student's answers, then finally identifying the correct one. Yeah. So when I'm reading the sentence, you can hear the uh, italicized uh, words when I go had had, yeah. had, had, I oh, know, because this is not a visual medium. Had, 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 had. So, um, <laughs> yeah, the sentence is also used to show the semantic vagueness of the word had, as well as to demonstrate the difference between using a word and mentioning a word. Yeah. Yeah. It's also been used to, as an example of the complexities of language, its interpretation and their effect on person's perceptions. For the syntactic structure to be clear to the reader, this sentence requires at a minimum that the two phrases be separate by using a semicolon, period, n dash, or m dash. Yeah. Still, Jasper Ford's novel, The Well of Lost Souls, employs a variation of the phrase to illustrate the confusion that may arise even from well-punctuated writing. Ooh. Okay, said the bellman. So this is from the book. Okay. Okay, said the bellman, whose head was in danger of falling apart like a chocolate orange. Huh. Let me get this straight. David Copperfield, unlike Pilgrim's Progress, which had 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 TGC's approval. So that's the sentence in the, in the book. In the book. Uh, the Well of Lost Plots. Um, so, yeah, that is um, that was a short one. So I'll quickly just have a look I at mean, Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. Long in the sense of the hads. Yeah. Long, more hads than so usual. Reasonable. I Buffalo, 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 Buffalo is a grammatically correct sentence in, in American English. Often presented an example of how anonymous and homophones can be used to create complicated linguistic constructs through lexical ambiguity. Lexical ambiguity sounds like a fun time. Yes. Uh, the sentence employs three distinct meanings of the word Buffalo. As a proper noun, 
to refer to the specific place Buffalo in New yeah. York as a verb. Uncomula in regular usage to Buffalo, meaning to bully, harass, intimidate, or to baffle mm. as a noun to refer to the animal or a bison. Yeah. The plural is also Buffalo. More easily decoded, though semantically equivalent, would be bison from Buffalo, the other bison from Buffalo, bully themselves, bully b- bison from Buffalo. Yeah. It, even that is like even not, that is just a fuck sentence. Not the yeah. most. Uh, anyway, so that's um that's stupid English. How can you pass me my Coke? Yes. Ooh, thank you. Oh, mm, welcome time. to my ASMR. I'm like the only. Oh, that didn't, oh, do, didn't, anything. didn't do a hang fizz. On. Oh, hang on. Let me wait. Do wait. Wait. Shh. Fizz. <sighs> nice, James. Yep. James, you got an article, mate. I do have an article. Oh, yeah. oh, oh no, he's done it again. Turn it down. Going back again. Right. Um, I can't wait to get copyright. Oh yeah, so we're gonna get slammed. As long as as long as we speak over it, it's fine. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, mine. Yes, you're doing. I. You're looking at each other. No eye contact on this podcast. God. <laughs> it's just a funny. Stop it. It's just a funny. Stop it. Fine. Okay. The talking over the music is just 100 percent incomprehensible. Us just shrieking in pain. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> All right. James. So the year, 1986. Sorry, I'm just, che- I'm just turning the volume up to check it's over. All right, yeah, 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 yeah. we're good. We're okay. good. All so, right. the Chernobyl disaster, right? The, sh- the Chernobyl. Chernobyl. You know, oh, the Chern- oh, Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Right, yeah. Sorry, I thought you said <laughs> the show, Noble. You know, the, the, show. No- the no. show Noble? This this Noble show. It was a disaster. Uh, it was a disaster. Uh, no, the Chernobyl uh, power plant disaster yeah, absolutely. happened in 1986. And um, so it happened in, I think, like April of 86. Yeah. And then in December... Uh, as these sort of scientists were kind of digging through all the rubble in their hazmat suits, mm. uh, looking for you know radiation and what what the situation was, yeah. they discovered beneath reactor four of yeah. the power plant, under reactor room two hundred and seventeen, was a thing now called elephant's foot. I would have preferred that was not more good. Okay, a, can you try again? Yeah, the tone, man. Read the room, elephant's foot. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's that's good. good. That's good. That's good. Okay. I'll accept that. Yeah, yeah. So, what is elephant's foot? This what is it? Is basically they walked into this room, right? Or they didn't walk in because, I'll, for reasons I'll explain later. But what they saw was the solidified remains of the reactor core and the fuel rods, which is fused together and melted their way down through the floors of the power station. It's hot. It's extremely radioactive, and mm. it's made of uranium isotopes, plutonium, cesium, and other deadly debris. Essentially, the thing is. If you look at this thing for five minutes, you will die. If you look at it. If you look at it. Um, So the way it works is after 30 seconds of exposure, dizziness and fatigue uh, will be with you for a week. Two minutes of exposure and your cells will begin to hemorrhage. Four minutes, vomiting, diarrhea and fever. 300 seconds exposed to this thing and you have two days to live. Uh, I've got a photo of it here. It's essentially just this big like um, goop. Oh, this big thing of goop dang. inside the room, and even you'll notice with the picture, fuck the way there are people in the picture, but the way that they're presented is kind of like ghost-like and ethereal because the film itself, when taking this photo, was like corrupted because yeah. like you just can't have things in the space of this extremely radioactive thing. Dang, um, the elephant's foot. Uh, was approximately in 1986. The radiation level was approximately 8,000 rowentgens, which is like units of radiation per hour, Fuck. delivering a lethal dose of radiation in just five minutes. 
In one hour, the elephant's foot would expose you to the radiation of over four and a half million chest x-rays. Um, Yikes. It's comprised of, like, all the things I said earlier, a small percentage of fuel, um, a melt, this melted core of, like, concrete, sand, and yeah. core shielding. Um, <clears throat> so what they did was, a few years later, they knew this thing existed. It was, like, just, like, there, and no one could get near it. Well, yeah. I'm just going to leave that there. It's so they shot it idea. with a rifle. How'd that go? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> to get Why? a to get a chunk of it. They were like, we need to get some for research. So they literally shot it with a um, Kalishnikov rifle till a chunk came away. Um, Kalishnikov rifle, by the way, is um, it is a Russian version of an AK forty seven. Pretty much. Kalishnikov. Um, so they just see so this big powerful gun. Like yeah. Kalishnikov. They see Kalishnikov. this big thing that they can't stand in front of for more than five minutes. So they, they shot it with a gun. Shoot it with a gun. Fuck. I'm like, this is Russia. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> fuck that rock. This is Russia. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I, I imagine that's what yeah. the, the scientists said for Russia, and then just shoot the. Hang on. Big Where is mass. Chernobyl? Chernobyl is in Russia. You sure. I feel like it might. Ooh. I don't. No, I don't think it is. Oh, it's. No. Is. What have we done? Is it? It's in uh, Ukraine. Yeah. <sighs> So it wasn't the Soviet Union yeah, when it happened. It counts. So it counts. Yeah, it counts. But technically in Ukraine. Is, it, is the elephant, is it solid? Because in the picture it looked like a big molten. It is solid. So basically it like melted through uh, okay. and then just like solidified. Thump. Yeah. Okay. So still, well, From... obviously still radioactive because things yes. stay radioactive for fucking ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, like, is it still as it's, like deadly? It's, yes, I believe so. It's not kind of as radioactive as it was the year it was kind of created, but it's still there. It's still radioactive. There is this uh, article from Nautilus uh, with, uh, I'll just read like the paragraph. Yeah. Kyle Hill says, born of human error, continually generating copious heat. The elephant's foot is still melting into the base of the Chernobyl uh, nuclear power plant. If it hits groundwater, it could trigger another catastrophic catastrophic explosion or leach radioactive material mm. into the water nearby residents drink. Shit. Long after bleeding from the core, this unique piece of waste continues to be a testament to the potential dangers of nuclear power. The elephant's foot will be there for centuries, sitting in the dark basement of a concrete and steel sarcophagus, a symbol of one of humankind's most powerful tools gone awry. So literally, it is the most toxic thing in the world at the moment. That's and it's fucked. just in a- And it's just sitting yeah. in the basement. As of 20- like, mm, not going to touch that. Yeah, again. not going to go As of 2019, there. there are fears that it may penetrate deeper into the grounds and come into contact with groundwater, causing yep. a new round of Chernobyl-rated illnesses and deaths. The yeah. saga continues. Fuck. <laughs> Chernobyl 2. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Radioactive glue. Oh, <laughs> That's fucked, man. That's mess. It's so, so crazy. in that photo. Yeah. Um... All those dudes in that photo are dead, correct? Um, I, I don't they're, know. They're wearing radioactive they suits. They are wearing radioactive suits. Like, I'm assuming they're not they're looking at it. That is a very radioactive yeah. why, why? Why looking at it? Um, it's just like exposure. So like... Right. The, so the, being near it at all. Being near it at all. But like if you look at it through like a radioactive I proof... I assume so, but also like the way... Because in the article, we'll link it, yeah. uh, it breaks down how... Um, sort of this radioaction, a radioactive stuff works. Yeah. And it just sort of, it, it, is, it describes it as this deadly game of Red Rover where like it's with your DNA, it just like penetrates through the air to like get into your DNA and just like break your DNA apart. That's far. It's mess. It's a malicious elephant foot. Yeah. I want to touch it. 
Right? Like, the picture? I'm like, ah, <laughs> hell touchy, yeah. Touchy, touchy. Um, but not good. I will not imagine those dragons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, you're back. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yes. I want to touch it. Let me touch the radioactive. No goop. one's stopping you, dude. Go Let's to yeah, Ukraine go now. Ukraine do it. And touch the goop. Both of these boys are just staring at their computers in shock. Quickly after the Chernobyl meltdown, nearly six, 600,000 workers descended on the site to help contain the escaping radiation. Knowingly or not, many of these workers were making the greatest sacrifice. More than 30 of them died within month, months following the incident, with many thousands more getting a full lifetime's dose mm. of radiation, which is sure to cause a significant increase in cancer rates. So, yeah, you're probably right. The person in that photo... Is either dead or just like doing do good radiated. I don't think anyone from Chernobyl is doing good. No, I don't think so. Yeah, that's for very for fair. like ever, if that boy bad boy hits the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the that's the thing is like they boys. tried. They made this like big concrete sarcophagus to like withhold everything in the power plant, but yeah. then I think it like broke. Because so. it's like that bad that it's still going oh, it's to terrible. this day. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah, that's mine. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sad now. Yes. All so right. We had uh, dinosaur erotic. Yeah. I feel like an arsehole now. I was like, <laughs> dinosaur porn. And James is like, people are dying. People are dying, Hannah. Yeah. I had dinosaur porn, dinosaur erotica. Curtis had, 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 the vote. Who do you vote for? I do. It's actually my tactical game to make you guys vote for me. I thought so. Yeah. I <laughs> assumed this was... I was like, I had that in the back of my mind. I was like, he wouldn't be that manipulative. He <laughs> would be. Yeah. Uh, so, no, it only occurred to me like two episodes. I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is working. <laughs> no, um, I'm going to vote for... Sorry, Han. I quite like the elephant's foot. I think that's quite interesting. I don't think it's necessarily featured that's either. Fine. Mm. Um, yeah, how about you? Yeah, I was going to vote for the elephant's, elephant's foot. foot as yeah. well. Yeah. Mm. And how about you, Jim? I was going to go to the uh, dino bonin. Dino bonin? <laughs> yeah. Well, have Billy, a bit of respect. Billy, Billy, billionaire dinosaur. <laughs> Force me again. Anyway, guys, that's been our featured articles. Thank you for Thanks for coming on the show, guys. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you here. I'm, I'm so glad you've been here. I'm leaving. I'm out. Thanks, I'm guys. Oh, my Bye. God. I'm really? That's the end of the show? Friends. Wow. Purgatory and friends. Goodbye. All right. James has left, so I'm going to. Uh, Hannah's going as well. All right. Well, it's just because Curtis Lang out. No, I'm going to wrap up the podcast now. You two aren't allowed to come back. Um, look, we have uh, socials. Um, we've got uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can find us under Unfeatured Articles on most of those. Twitter is Unfeatured Pod. Uh, we are lovingly hosted by the That's Not Canon Productions uh, network. Uh, you can find them at That's Not Canon Productions. Dot com. Uh, all of our, all of their other podcasts, such as uh, Murder in the Land of Oz, Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know, uh, Second Take, My Songs Suck, One Mile. Mm. Uh, even they can be found on the website. Um, and yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Until next time, browse responsibly. No, 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 no. no. A browse responsibly. Browse responsibly. Browse responsibly. Browse responsibly. Browse responsibly. Browse responsibly. Browse Good app. Oh shit, yeah. <laughs> Leave that in. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.